Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the High Frequency Kicks podcast, available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I think I need to learn how to start podcasts. I don't know how to start them. <laughs> well, we did our intro. We did do our intro. And we got to do like the... Uh, so, so we don't need to do like... Do you have a bruise on your head? No, that's been since high school. What? <laughs> Welcome to the part of the podcast where Sam learns what my forehead looks like. <laughs> It looks like you, you like walked into the door or something. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in high school when I started growing my hair out? No. This is why. <laughs> Some people didn't pay attention to everything you did in high school. <laughs> Call them losers. <laughs> okay, but Thomas. Yeah. It's like really, really dark. Mm-hmm. So like obviously it's new. Mm-mm. Yeah, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I don't, uh, I don't remember what it is. I went to a dermatologist when I was a teenager for it. It's nothing of consequence. It's not like it's gonna. It's not an issue in any way. Um, so it's like a birthmark or something. No, because I showed oh. up when I was, in te- I showed up when I was a teenager. Like in high school, it showed up. I don't remember so what it is. It's a teenager is. mark. It's a teenager mark. I don't remember what yeah. it is. Um, I keep meaning to go back to a dermatologist because I think there's something they can do to actually get rid of it. Um, yeah, it's called foundation. <laughs> oh, yeah. You kind of speak. <laughs> Sorry, the, the video slowed there, so you all of a sudden you were going, it's called foundation. <laughs> so it got really weird there. I did that on purpose. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's why I grew my hair out in high school. And then um, eventually I stopped caring. Right on. So, yeah. Good choice. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, I guess, the intro. So, uh, <laughs> welcome everyone to the High Frequency Kicks podcast. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Tom? We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about um, popular culture. Popular culture is a, you know, I mean, it, it has a huge impact on, on, on the things that it represents. And a lot of things get, get represented and shown in popular culture. And um, it has a pop culture has pop culture has this this fun way of of really having a huge influence on everything that it represents. That it and uh, martial arts is no exception. So we want to talk a little bit about how how the martial arts and the people that practice the martial arts are represented in popular culture, and kind of talk about bring that into talking about the people that maybe buy a little too much into that pop culture um, representation or version of the martial arts and martial artists and what we you know what we should be like or look like or or all that kind of stuff so we're gonna I think that's gonna be a fun topic to kind of we can probably un- unload that in several podcasts we're gonna try and just scratch the surface today on on the pop culture effects on martial arts <laughs> I like how you said how we should look like after I just like started talking about your appearance. <laughs> I'm very self-conscious about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I was in high school. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm in my 30s um, now. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I know, right? 30s are great. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. That's right. I really don't care about anything. <laughs> That's not true. I care about a lot of stuff. Say, so let's. Yeah, like my bills. Okay, anyways. 
um, um this is not yeah so like <laughs> this is not the bad start the, the life topic podcast yeah so so anyway so he's like um when you say representation of pop culture and then like kind of building people's expectations like the first thing that comes to my mind is like when you're at your training school and a new student comes in and they're like how come we're not flipping off of buildings and you know doing some crazy spin kick in the air and mm-hmm. they're like just learning a front snap kick for the first time and they're doing it a hundred times and it's they're like wow this is really boring <laughs> yeah. and then you know you can just see the disappointment set in and it's like with anything else it's like you have to start really basic so yeah. that's always a funny observation i thought <laughs> yeah i think we've, we've had that we've all had that um with students i know um andrew and i on a couple of occasions um there's one in particular for me that comes to mind i know again andrew's coming up again because again all my stories have andrew involved and, and we're going to keep talking smack about him until he watches the podcast <laughs> um but uh i d- i there's one student i remember in particular and he had two questions there's two th- two times he had questions that that stuck out to me that I realized that he had a, a particular view of martial arts. One time was when we were teaching him, I left the, sc- the gym for a second to go get do something in the office. I came back and Andrew kind of looked at me and refer- said the question to me exactly the way it was asked to him. He said, Thomas, what, what would be your best self-defense if you were in prison? I just kind of looked at him and said, don't go to prison. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> yeah, no, don't don't go to prison. Was was my answer. And he kind of shook his head and was like, or nodded his head. He's like, yep, that's that's what I said. Don't don't go to prison. Um, you know, there's lots of things that you can. I, I, I can't. I never thought of prison specific self defense <laughs> as a thing to teach or to even consider. Like to me, it's like self defense is self defense. You know. If I'm in a prison, which I shouldn't be, but if I am, it's not different than. I guess it is different in some aspects, but I don't have the experience <laughs> to really say. But it was just one of those questions that really caught us off guard. And the other one he had was, you know, the the, the doors in the gym. There's the there's a there's the big overhead doors, but then there's just the, you know the normal person doors. But those doors are made of metal. They're very heavy doors. They're not just you know typical wood doors or anything. And he asked us a question one time, looked at the doors and said, if there was, what did he say? If there was a zombie coming through that door and he had, you know, coming from that way and he had to get through this door, what, what kick would be best to get through the door? And again, we looked at the door and was like, that's a big metal door. I am not kicking <laughs> that door. Mm-mm. No. I'll probably just open the door. Uh, I have the key for it. I'll just unlock it and walk at the door. Like, it's just that mindset of, like, uh, I don't know how to, how to describe that mindset of, like, kick kick first mindset, I guess. It's just not something that I have. I've been doing martial arts since I was 10. And it's just, it's just not, it's not there. Like, I want to try, if, I, if, I were, if we're talking about, like, the, the real world applications of, of martial arts being the self-defense, personal protection aspect, I'm going to try and avoid it first um and i think that's the biggest p- 
pop culture effect is people don't do that or don't think of that yeah just always on the offense Mm -hmm. right away immediately yes yeah i want to know which kid that is it it wasn't a kid this was an adult who joined was it i don't remember he's he joined for a little while and then didn't didn't stop coming (laughs) shocker yeah was adult but that's but that's that's the point right like this wasn't a child with child questions right because like kids <laughs> kids come in with questions because i mean like you know kids join martial arts like i you know as a kid one of my biggest uh representations in culture and pop culture to martial arts was the ninja turtles so you know kids come in with that that fantasy version of it but sometimes because of pop culture how how big it is and how much a part of our lives it is sometimes adults come in with that too and you know they come in with you know whatever versions they see from shows on netflix or from video games or whatever and then they still bring that into the the school thinking that's what they're gonna that to some degree that's what it's going to be like and it's not we're not you know martial arts in modern day is not it's not the same as when it was traditionally you know, originally being learned in you know hundreds of years ago in 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 you know uh in, in china and japan and and whatever countries that various arts whatever art you practice comes from we're not even learning it for the same reasons so there's a lot of training things that are different and even then the the modern day depictions of those historical training methods are still exaggerated because we're putting it into a tv show it has to look like something fun to watch. I think. Uh, yeah, I, w- yeah. I want to. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Xena. <laughs> I love that show. Xena was my introduction to, like, on-screen combat and stuff because that was like the first show I watched. One of them, anyways, besides like cartoons, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, first show I watched with with uh, stage combat and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but it's interesting you say that, like, kick-first mentality, because in Xena, like, her character was very, she was like, it's, the show starts with her turning over a new leaf, going from evil to good, Mm -hmm. and, um, dealing with those changes, and then, so her, she has that mindset of, you know, like, talk your way out of it first, and then fight when you have to. But she ends up having to fight all the time. Yeah, because that's, like, that's the hard, show. Hard life, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so it was like... But no, she does make that effort, um, you know, especially especially with Gabrielle, her sidekick, if you're not familiar with the show. Um, she's like super, super peaceful mindset and like always making sure Xena stays on track with that kind of thing and isn't just resorting to violence when it's unnecessary. Yeah. So I, yeah, th- I think that's like the only one I can think of offhand that's, that was very, very st- strict about like, that's how they approach the violent scenes and stuff. It's not just there just for entertainment. Um, that said, like another thing that I've noticed about it too is, um, you know, watching it as a kid was so great and, but I wasn't a martial artist like I started when I was around like seven or eight and and I had already been watching the show and then at this point being in my 30s 
And if I watch the show now, being an experienced martial artist, I'm like, oh my god, Gabrielle is such a better fighter than Xena. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if maybe, like, she just does her own more of her own fight choreography mm. or or what it what it is but like it's just the she can you can tell her character has like way better form and just technique and all that and Zena's just kind of like she she has a bit more of that wwe kind of mm. <laughs> style <laughs> sure uh personally i like to think that it's because gabrielle used a bow staff which is what i use uh, my, my you use all her weapons. She got size too, like I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like in later seasons, she starts using those instead. Yeah, she does every. I think every weapon that I train with, Gabrielle uses, doesn't she? Yeah. Like I don't do <laughs> nunchucks anymore. I mostly do like size and staff and scream yeah, sticks. Yeah, those are. But those are her go-to. Um. Yeah. So, anyways. Those are those are my Xena observations. <laughs> That's a question. I really I have not watched Xena in so long. I can't I can't remember the last time I watched an episode of that show. Um, and now you're making me really want to go back and watch it and and see and then look at that. Uh, I remember. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> ish. <laughs> so here's the thing. I like a lot of old TV shows. Um, I rewatch them a lot. Not all of them hold up, but I still watch them. Um, you know, I think one of my first introductions, like, like, to live action martial arts, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use the word martial arts here, extremely loosely, like painfully loosely. Like it's, it's not even really attached to the, the media. It's kind of like loosely <laughs> draped across it, kind of. Um, Adam West Batman. The, the old 66 Batman TV show was one of the first shows I watched that had like that I can remember watching at least I remember like running home from school every day to watch it on on TV because it was reruns and uh that was a show like I mean I had it was one of the ones that like doesn't hold up well but also kind of does in a weird way but obviously the the fighting and the the choreography in that show was was not meant to be um, accurate in any in any sense, and it's really fun to watch that. I'm sure you've, you've you've seen Adam West Batman, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I used to watch it too. Okay, so then like, you know, like it's super hyper exaggerated. Like you know, great big wind up for a punch goes around the guys. You know the the receiving end of that kind of receiving end is just kind of standing there waiting for it. Like hyper exaggerated fight scenes. But as a kid, they're really, really fun to watch. They're really, really good, and uh, I think that was one of my first, my first live action introductions to it. And um, and going, yeah, and, and then moving on to other things. I think I watched the, I watched what was in the '90s, you know, the the boy equivalent of Xena. I watched the Hercules show. I watched Xena too because oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't care. It was cool either way. <laughs> they were well, they were back to back. It was very convenient. It was, yeah. Um, but, you know, you move on. You know, moved on to other shows that had slightly better choreography, and you know, yeah, that that got me into into wanting to do that stuff as well. I I also think I had as a kid because again, you're kids and you watch that show. I I was victim to the same mentality as well, of like, you know, movie martial arts is real, 
and that's just you know that's what you do you do jump flips and you know jump and do a front flip and land behind the guy and then like spin kick and that that's how that works but uh it's definitely fun like you're saying going back and rewatching things and seeing how the choreo like as as an actual martial artist now rewatching old shows they watch the kid and looking at the choreography and being like you know understanding understanding it a little more understanding what's good and what's bad about it and where they got things from it's kind of it's really fun for me to i have a hard time watching shows with fight scenes now because i'm just i enjoy them i i i'm able to just enjoy it and just watch the fight scene but i'm always i'm still always like analyzing it like looking at it and picking it apart and seeing what they're doing it's really fun but um I think my, my my other big one is always going to be turtles. The, the Ninja Turtles, like the live action movies are great. I love those. Those did really. Did you see the one with? Did you see the one with Megan Fox? Yeah. How how was it? I didn't see it. It's okay. I'll take a slight tangent here. Very very quick. <laughs> I am a I am I am I have a unique ability. Where when I'm watching something, I can I can remove it from the source material and appreciate it for what it is. It's not a good Ninja Turtles film. It is a good turn-off-your-brain monster fighting film. Not a good Ninja Turtles film. I want to put that out there. <laughs> right I want to make that clear. As a person who <laughs> really likes Ninja Turtles a lot, still, it's not a good Ninja Turtles film. It's a good film for just, I don't want to think about the story. I don't want to think about anything. I just want to see some CGI monsters fight each other. Right I, didn't see the, I didn't see the second one. I'm not sure if it's better. They um, made a second one? They sure did. With Megan Fox? I don't know. I didn't see it. You know what? You know what? Hmm. I'm going to... I want to just shout out that I love Megan Fox. And she, I don't know why. I think she's an underappreciated actor. I think... She's actually a better actor than, than people give her credit for. I think she just gets, um, she, she has bad Marilyn roles, Monroe bad, syndrome, bad directing, <laughs> bad, yeah. I think she gets bad, you know, bad roles with bad writing or writing that doesn't suit her or there's a problem with direction, and you know there's a, a disconnect there. I don't think she's a bad actor. No, no. When she gets the right opportunity, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, hey, I think going going act. forward, hopefully she'll be in cooler stuff. But anyway, we should yeah. call this show Tangents. Oh. <laughs> Man, that would be a that's definitely a show we could do. Just talk about nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I mean, obviously there's people that come into the schools who haven't done martial arts. So there's their their sole experience with martial arts is what they see on TV. Um, but there is also the people that have been in martial arts for a while who um, still somehow have that Hollywood version of it in their heads. And that's what they what they perceive as themselves and as the martial arts that they do. And I think that has a that's an effect effect from popular culture that I think is having a real negative effect on the martial arts. Um, I think when when a lot of people talk about fake martial arts, which is another topic, completely we can have a dozen other podcasts co- covering that. But I think when people talk about fake martial arts, I think these people with this mentality are not helping the argument. 
they're really giving a coloring a bad image of of martial arts um so can you give an example take a look at youtube there's there's there are so many martial artists out there i've seen you know i I use youtube sometimes for reference material looking up some things but there are so many um examples of people with just this superhuman idea of what it means to be a martial artist and and what it you know the, the abilities they have through martial arts they go you know there's this mysticism belief behind it that you know i meditate and i do these things and i practice and i can get so into it and 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 you know achieve these these inhuman feats um have you ever seen you ever seen bloodsport i don't think so it's an old jean-claude van damme film i might have seen like some of it or like back in the day kind of thing i can't remember though sure um here's the thing it's it's about a man named frank dukes and i want to say dukes is spelled d-u-x um the man named frank dukes who was in the in the film he's like a cia some kind of intelligence agency person who fights in this underground tournament and wins this thing and and there's all these all these different things and it's it's your typical 80s over the top martial arts film it's very very over the top and exaggerated for 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 the purpose of media frank dukes is a real person who claims the whole thing is a true story the whole story was written you know he, he was part of the writing and, and he claims this is all 100 true that he did all these things and that he's still in some capacity watching interviews with frank dukes is interesting um and there's videos of him doing things where i'm not sure if he actually believes it or if he's just blatantly lying and there's a video of him where he's breaking bulletproof glass with his bare hand and you watch him smash the, the, the pane of glass and it's very clearly not bulletproof glass it's very it doesn't shatter the way bulletproof glass shatters it shatters just like sugar glass sugar gla- that's, that's exactly what, what i was thinking of is sugar glass is what it looks like it just it shatters in a bunch of pieces which isn't what bulletproof glass, bulletproof glass does there's people that get that mentality of like oh i can do i can do all these crazy things i can you know hit hit you know hit any kind of a glass or or you know whatever i want with my hand and break it like you can i've seen videos of guys actually breaking bricks with their hands and in for lack of better term i'll say superhuman looking stunts and feats of strength i've seen it in real life though i've seen it in real life yes i've seen people do it but there's a difference between a thing you can do there's a difference between a trick or a stunt and actual application one one is a really cool thing that shows the discipline that it took that that you have and the strength that you have and the concentration and and there are definitely things you can gain from martial arts but sitting there and focusing and and you know being able to break a brick doesn't entirely translate to application it shows something it shows a level of strength it shows a level of focus but that doesn't it's not a one-to-one thing i guess and there's people that I've seen a lot of people with this god complex. Is that the, is that the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for god complex, I think. 
on themselves because they're in martial arts. They've been doing it for so long, and they take the the movie v- version of what that means of being the the samurai mystic samurai master and 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 all that kind of stuff. And and it just really paints a weird picture of what martial artists are. And for the most part, I mean, they're like you and me. We're normal people that just really like martial arts. I'm normal people? Like 80% of the time. Thank you. The other 20% you're chopping for Halloween stuff. <laughs> In August. Shh. <laughs> Tee. <laughs> it just hurts. It hurts me. <laughs> I like Halloween. It's just... It just means the year's almost over. That's all. That's the problem for me. No, 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 but that makes it... It's like an... It cushions the blow of summer ending. For me. That's that's how I see it. It's like, shit! And then you're like, oh, wait. We still have something great. And then you'd be sad in November. <laughs> I, I'm glad that works for you. That's nice. I'm like, I'm like Dr. Phil. <laughs> so that reminds me, like, breaking materials... That, you know, on TV, they make it seem way easier than it is. It reminds me of an episode mm-hmm. of Mythbusters where they did, um, like, when the guy shoots a locked door. Like, when they shoot a, um, like, a doorknob with yeah. with, a, with a gun, mm-hmm. like, at point-blank range. Yeah, so apparently that won't do anything, and you could get mm-hmm. seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, just little things like that. And then, yeah, and I'm not, I know it's not really, like, a martial arts thing but like that also reminds me of another show that used to be on i don't know if they still make it but it's called deadliest warrior oh yeah and they yeah and they compare like one warrior to another like an actual historical figure mm-hmm. and like how their weapons compare to each other yeah and what kind of damage it would realistically do and so i think like th- stuff like that is a really good idea for a show because mm-hmm. then you know because then it people have a realistic perspective of how these things actually work. Right. And, you know, you know, like, like you watch, you watch Braveheart or something, you don't realize how damn heavy that sword is, you know, when he's having these fight scenes and that kind of thing, because they're just whipping it around like the plastic it probably is. And, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I really liked De- Deadliest Warrior for that. So, and then you can actually... I actually see the damage you wouldn't really see in real life, I hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I hope you don't use weapons on people, but yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing is, like, I know, um, cause yeah, like, especially, like, Braveheart, like, I'm trying to think, he was swinging, uh, he was swinging a bastard sword, wasn't he? Wasn't that the kind of sword it was? I can't remember. I just remember it was, like, really giant. Yeah. And then when I saw... I, I saw a replica of one once, and it was... Like, it was hard to pick up. Could have been a Claymore. Like, let alone, let alone fight with it. <laughs> yeah. Those thing like, Claymores and, and big swords like that, like, yeah, they're... They're heavy. Um, any swords. Like, any... Even, even like, um... Even Katana. Which are a fairly lightweight right. sword. Are, are heavier than... I, I, I said they're heavier than they look. Right. And it's definitely a a, a lot of because yeah I mean films not using a real sword using wood or or plastic or whatever to just swing it around fast and uh, it's just nothing that gives you a false sense of realism. Did you did you ever watch the show 
I can't. I don't know if it's Green Hornet or Green Lantern, the one that Bruce Lee is in. Green Hornet. Okay. Did yep. you ever watch that show? Yep. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. How, how is it? Because I've never seen it. I uh, might have seen good. like I an mean, episode once. Well, you mean the original show? Yeah. That, that had Bruce Lee. I mean, it's good. It's yeah. it's. I think it was it was same era as the Batman, the Adam West Batman series, but it took itself a little more seriously. So it, it wasn't it wasn't you know the silly you know, um, so Bruce Lee version of of martial arts. So it's still exaggerated and it was still you know, um, made for TV. But I mean there wasn't the unless I'm misremembering. I hope I'm not, but there wasn't you know the big exclamations of bam, woof, all that stuff on on the screen. Um, it was good though. Bruce Lee as as, as Kit. Um, he only does a good job. Is is really fun. Um, obviously, as a kid, I watched the show. I didn't didn't really have an understanding of who Bruce Lee was yet. Um, I think that was a big thing about the show too, because it introduced him to so many, like, um, mm-hmm. introduced him to a, like a wider audience that way. I think so. I think it did. Yeah, and uh, but no, it was it was a well done show. I mean, Green Hornet's character wasn't the fighter. He's the guy. You know, he had the gun, but that was Kit's that was Kit's job. Kit was the guy that. He was the guard. He was the the, the, the muscle man. Um, so it was mostly him doing the fighting. Um, and funny, funny uh, thing. There was actually a crossover episode with them on Adam West Batman. Um, and there was there was supposed to be a fight scene between Bruce Lee and and um, Robin. Uh, and I wonder who would win that I, fight. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I don't remember who. I feel like Robin won. Because it was his show? Because it was, it was on the Batman <laughs> show. I feel like it was Robin that won. But I remember there was... There was um, Bruce Lee had issues with the fact that, that his character lost. That, that, that Robin won that fight. Uh, I think I think he like, talked to the writers or, or something to try and negotiate something other than coming to a... Um, draw or something instead of, of him losing but I remember there was uh, I remember reading something one time about him having issues with the fact that uh, his character wasn't supposed to win the fight which I thought was really funny <laughs> um, that's true though I mean it's Bruce Lee yeah yeah um, but yeah that was a big one I think too like Bruce Lee was really he was huge in in the West for sure for for introducing martial arts to a lot of people. I think that was the Bruce Lee era of movies and television. I think was was there was a huge insurgence of people getting into martial arts at that time. Uh, so I mean his his representation of it obviously did a lot for martial arts. Um, there was he had a lot of philosophy in everything he did. It wasn't just um, it wasn't just acting for him. It wasn't just martial arts. It wasn't just kicking and punching. Um, you know, he 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 always had his ph- philosophical views tied into things, and he talked. You know, he he his characters, um, the characters he portrayed always took the high ground. Right? They were they were never the 
You know, they're never the sneaky guy. They're never in, in the you know sneaky backhanded, underhanded thing, right? There's never, never any of that. And he's always trying to. I feel like his characters always would would try to not, not fight. Do what I was saying before, trying to avoid the fight first, and then get you know get into it if if need be. But uh, I think there's an interesting thing about the way he chose to portray th- his characters was that, especially as the hero, like he he was always clearly in in the right i guess and always on the high ground yeah and that's that's a really good uh that's a really good persona to have on screen to kind of dodge those um misconceptions about like how you should conduct yourself as a martial artist yeah jackie chan he's what i really like about his choreography um is that he like incorporates things from his environment Mm, yes right which is which is like a big part of what we learn Mm -hmm. is to you know use what you have Mm -hmm. um yeah so like and and a lot of what we've been taught to um is like anything can be a weapon with some creativity right and yeah and he's all about that in his movies and doing that choreography so and no one else really does that like maybe to a degree but he's it's just like watching the fights even if you're not into that kind of thing it's still interesting to see how he's gonna use his environment and like just the items around him incorporated into the into the fight scenes yeah for sure um yeah he's super uh yeah another big inspiration of mine i got you know eventually ended up watching a lot of his stuff as well um and i mean a lot of his stuff too comes from if you look at his history he is um classically trained um in a lot of things uh like a lot of wushu and chinese martial arts nowadays especially when you look at the theater representation of it 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 comes from traditional japanese theater from from place and they 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 used martial arts they used wushu um for their theater like like eastern eastern theater is interesting and very different than western theater was in like europe and, and eventually the americas um as far as like the the types of well, the types of stories but the way they told the stories right eastern theater is much more physical and it's a mix of dance and and kung fu and martial arts and song and then and then you have everything else on top of that but so jackie chan is trained in that classical chinese theater of of dancing singing um so like chinese opera which is why he has his own like uh um albums like he's an actual singer um so he's trained i didn't know he did all that that's crazy he does, he does so much stuff because that's that's what he's trained in is so his martial arts comes from that background of the theatrical side of it so that's where he gets that of, of the street get that element of everything in everything in the set is part of the play is part of the 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 action and how can i use that um so yeah so you get you get with jackie chan when he's doing that stuff you get a very um a very unique very distinct feel to his choreography versus someone else that doesn't have that like if you and i were to choreo- to, to choreograph a scene as good as I think we, we are, and, and as good as seeing as we could do, we don't have that training. We're not, you know, Chinese theater trained 
martial artists. So we're not going to choreograph the same way. It's not going to look the same. Uh, he's got a very distinct uh, feel to it because of that training. I, I love it. It looks really super cool. Also, a, a new, like, let's, like a more modern shout out, I guess I wanted to put out there was um, how much I'm in love with Wonder Woman and how you can, like, tell, like, you can tell Gal Gadot put, like, did all this fight training and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, there is the fantastical, like, crazy impossible things because she's not human right but it's like are you sure about it that? mixes so yeah <laughs> it mixes so well with the actual fight choreography and you can yeah you can just tell they put a lot of effort to, into it and it looks mm -hmm. pretty real and it's yeah i just really really enjoyed that <gasps> i should show you something one second give me a second this is entirely unscripted i don't know what's happening sam has run away I have no idea if she's coming back. She's got tiny legs, so this could take a while. She's still going. How big is her place? Where'd she go? Oh, she's back. Okay. The screen is freezing a bit. Oh, uh, that's really cool. I know, right? That's nice. Do you love it? I do. Very nice. I got a blue one as well. This is, it still has the Wonder Woman logo on it? Yeah. Nice. You know, actually, I have no idea why. That that makes me think of another... I appreciate the faces. Delightful. Very good. You can't see my faces. That's the point. You're, you're speaking with your eyes. What did you want to say, Thomas? It's actually rather disconcerting. <laughs> um, talking about Wonder Woman, actually, that made me think of another huge thing uh, uh for most martial artists um uh, i don't know maybe most martial artists but a lot of people in martial arts um i'm i'm as you know i'm a giant nerd and uh big into anime japanese animation and a lot of people are, are really big fans of dragon ball z or dragon ball in general i think it's another huge influence on people getting into martial arts and uh obviously uh wow i think just saying exaggerated and over the top is not quite an accurate description <laughs> of dragon ball z like it's got some really cool fight scenes but i mean it is it is clearly i mean it's, it's an anime it's a japanese anime so it's it's everything you'd expect from an anime like they're flying. There's, you know, the the couple episodes of screaming and doing this, yeah. charging spirit bomb. Very, very climactic in the show, but uh, just another great uh, in, um, representation. It's really fun. It gets a lot of people into martial arts, but uh, I, that's not one. Generally speaking, I think that's not one that people buy too much into. That that's how martial arts looks. Um, I thought about that though because I found a Dragon Ball Z face mask uh, that I wanted to get. <laughs> so I thought about it. Did you see it online? Yeah. I got these, two of them at Walmart for eight bucks. Nice. Yeah. I think, no, the only face masks we bought, we bought uh, one for each of us online 
and then the uh, the company I work for sh- shipped uh, face masks to everyone. Nice. With the company logo. I I got some of those for myself with my company logo. You have a pretty cool logo. Thank you. You're welcome. It looks nice. I'll we'll put a link to in the description below. Yeah. <laughs> and and link your shop. What do you you know? T- you have, I will. You have I a have shop a red now. bubble shop. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about. It. Hang on. I'm gonna. Okay. <gasps> I have a shop now. Mm-hmm. You can buy stuff with my awesome logo. What? I'll put it right here. What? What? What business is that for, Sam? What do you do? Um, I am a videographer. I do commercial videos and music videos, some photography. Yeah, all that good stuff. So I designed a logo that, because I changed the name, so it was like more me and it, i just wasn't vibing with the other name so i just yeah just pulled the plug changed it um designed it so that it would look good on stuff as well because um, i'm thinking mm-hmm. and then so i started a red bubble shop and my name on Redbubble is sam layer all one word and yeah so you can get a black and a white version of the logo on t-shirts mugs notebooks phone cases whatever you want masks nice I mean, we, could, we could talk about martial artists and film all day i think i mean there's like donnie yan is a big one i love his his works i don't know who that is donnie yan he's yeah. i guess he's he's been around for a while but i think he's gaining a lot of popularity lately um just another actor martial artist um jet lee i've seen a what? lot of stuff yeah, Jet, Jet Li's awesome. I really like him. I really like his style because it's just, I don't know, it's its like really quick and brutal and mm-hmm. <laughs> slash creative at the same time. Yeah, I really I really like his style. And then um, to to throw a, a woman in the mix. Yeah, um, please. <laughs> I, can't, I can't pronounce her name. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll put it up on the screen or something, but... Uh, she's she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Rush Hour Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah she's awesome. Like every time I've seen her in something, it's yeah, she's. I can't think of her name right now. Her. I know her name, Can but I can't. I don't know how to say. Try it. saying it just to refresh my memory. I can't think of her name. Like, like, phonetically to me, it looks like Z Yi Zhang. Like Z I Y I. Sorry, I need to look this up because I know the actor. I cannot. Just leave. Okay, it. Look, I can't let this go. <laughs> Probably just like, like, murdered that name. But crouching. I told you tiger. how to spell it. Yeah, that's that wasn't helpful though. Cast. Yeah, it was very helpful. Mm. Zhang Ji. Yeah, it was the other way around, but she switched it at some point. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, she's really yeah. good. Also, um, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. She's she's really awesome as well. Um. Yeah, I love her a lot of her stuff. God, I forgot how good the cast is for this film. Yeah, I watched it recently again because I always really liked it, mm-hmm. like Crouching Tiger, and except I don't know, it was way more corny than I remember. It is. So I guess it's, it wasn't like... I guess when I watched it, when it came out, I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Did you see the sequel? So, no, I didn't even know there was a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
It doesn't say Koshintaro Hidden Dragon in the title, so it's easy to miss. But it's 100% oh. a sequel. Um, well, I'll have to check that out then. But yeah, the... Um yeah, the fight scenes in the movies are st- in the movies are st- still great. Sword of Destiny, I believe, is the name. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. I, I didn't realize that was a sequel. Yeah, it is. Is it on the flicks? It is. <gasps> oh my god! Actually, I'm doing that on Google. That's what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> on Google, it says Crush and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. So I might actually have the name in the title. I don't think I saw. I didn't remember that. But yeah, Michelle Yeoh is in that one again. Sweet. Um, God, there's so many martial arts films that we could talk about. They're just so. Well, we could do a whole episode on that. We could. Like, there's so many martial artists. We could just talk about just martial artists and that, like, film martial artists that have inspired us. That and whose work we like. I think we should do that as an episode because I mean, I, I could sit here and talk all day about just martial artists <laughs> that I admire and love and and try to model my own training and and things that I want to make. With martial arts, like there's a lot of things that you know that that both of us are working towards making and, and doing in martial arts beyond just podcasting and talking about it. Um, <laughs> Why do it when we can sit on our ass and talk yeah. about it? <laughs> I, can, I can critique it instead. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I actually want to do it. Um, and so, I mean, you know, we could, we could talk about the things that inspired the productions and the creations that we're working on. Uh, I think that'd be a really fun podcast topic because I do that all day. Yeah, comment below Ooh. if you want us to talk about that. I, I legit know. sometimes forget we have a comment section. I know. Also comment on how to pronounce that girl's name. I think I got and it. <laughs> so I'm going to say, I think I got it right. Sure, I did. I, it sounds right, but I mean, like, I don't, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I have some Chinese friends and I tried uh, listening to, to them because I, I speak, I don't speak chi- Chinese, I speak Japanese. Um, which is doesn't sound the same at all but I'd like to pretend as though that gives me an advantage I'll look, I'll look up her name again I'm going to try and pronounce it again <laughs> before we sign off I do want to mention that uh, we are actually on iTunes now so that's it's all it's like we're, we made it in the world yeah it's all straightened out <laughs> so uh, you can find us on iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts Thank you for listening to the High Frequency Kicks podcast. Remember to subscribe on your favorite streaming service and give us a like.